Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for Zach Bingham on this Wednesday. Glad to have everybody along. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. Also, hit the uh, find the links to the show on our Twitter feed and our Instagram story at A to Z Sports on both those platforms there. Also, follow us on TikTok for more Titans practice content uh, as well. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, make them a part of a new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better coverage, better service, and better rates at fbhp.com slash A to Z. That's finding a better health coverage plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Jack, uh, finally, we learned that Traylon Burks has asthma. And I do see several comments uh, that I that I wanted to get to early on. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? There was somebody commenting on Facebook. Uh, Where'd it go? Did somebody delete their comment? Ah, Hunter. No, Hunter says this. I don't think it's the media's business to know about Traylon's asthma. And off the top, Hunter, I disagree. Because every time there is a player who is unavailable or who is not performing at a high enough level for the team, fans are wondering why that player is not performing at the level they are expect to, expected to and all that. So who is the conduit between the fans and the team? It's the media members. It's the people who are there to be able to ask the questions. Why? How? What's going on with this? What's up with that? Why is this not working? How are you looking to improve things? You know, it's, So that's what the media's role is. Now, it's a medical situation. And this is where I think so many, so much of this has gotten blown out of proportion. It's because of how it's been handled. Before we dive into this and how it's been handled, let's hear from Titans wide receiver Rob, wide receiver coach Rob Moore on Traylon Burks yesterday. Uh, a lot of different ways, man. Traylon's worked hard. Uh, comes in early in the morning. Uh, board work, walkthroughs, uh, everything you could think of. Mobile class. We do. It's, it's a lot of different things. Uh, to try and shorten the learning curve and, and, and uh, get him caught up to speed. A lot of focus on the negative with him. You know, it's just the problems he had starting off. But what are some of the positives that you've been able to gather? Uh, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. You know, some of the, you know some of those things that happened were kind of out of his control. Just you know, the kid was, you know he's got asthma. You know, what I mean, those things you know happen. Uh, but you know, in regards to uh, he understands what the expectations are, but I think at the end of the day, it's just really him getting himself immersed in the culture of how we do things here, how we play here, uh, which is different from every player that comes in here from college because we ask these guys to do things that a lot of teams don't ask them to do. So, so there's Titans wide receiver coach Rob Moore just kind of casually saying he's got asthma. You know, it's unfortunate. He's got asthma. And Teron Davenport was who you heard there uh, following up on saying there's been a lot of the negative about Traylon Burks uh, that has been uh, brought up there. So, uh, Jack, what's your official or your, your first reaction to finally hearing Rob Moore saying that Traylon Burks has asthma? It's a relief to me. 
It really is because you you wondered, and I I I want to go back to that comment that you pulled up from Hunter. Yeah. Um, it, oh, if Traylon Burks was a hundred percent participant in Titans rookie minicamp and you know voluntary OTAs, if he's out there for every rep of every drill, then sure the media it, it may not be that important, right? But because he's sitting out, because he's missing days, because he's not there for all the reps, you have to ask why. Why isn't Traylon Burks available? We finally got an answer yesterday. It's asthma, and it's just asthma. It's it's not a big deal, but what makes it a bigger deal is that the Titans were kind of hiding it like it was actually a big deal, right? They they, they I understand their, their intent with kind of keeping that in-house, but it, it made things a lot harder for Traylon Burks. It, it, for me, it's a relief because I know that there's – and I'm sure there was a mix of, you know, he probably wasn't up to – to par with his conditioning, he he wasn't where he needed to be with the with the shape that he came in at. Um, so so there's probably a mix of asthma and also being a little out of shape, not being ready um, for for rookie minicamp or voluntary OTAs. It's probably a combination of both. Yeah. But knowing that it's just asthma and it's not you know this weight issue or well, that's a, hold on now now let's issue. let's do say this there might still be a weight issue like that's. Yeah. You know, you can have asthma and also be in shape because Keelan says, so everyone calling him out of shape and lazy, take it back. You can be both. No, it, it can be both because, look, I, I don't have asthma. I've never had asthma. Uh, but from what I heard yesterday uh, from listening to Blaine and Mickey, someone 104.5 The Zone, which they had an opportunity to really react to this because Mickey was out there at practice. Uh, and I believe Mickey was there as Rob Moore said that he had asthma. But, you know, people calling in, talking about, and, and, you know, Blaine talking to former teammates and, and you know, talking about how asthma is not rare in the NFL. Like, asthma, people have asthma in, in all walks of life. In your office building, at your job, in the locker room, at the Titans, and across the NFL, people have asthma and they manage it. Being in better shape, supposedly, helps control that asthma. But I also understand that whenever he's moving to a new city, Nashville different than Arkansas might impact that asthma reaction a little bit different, but Keelan, I definitely think that him hasn't him having asthma does not do anything or mean anything when it comes to Albert Breer's report saying that Traylon Burks uh, was out of gas and, and laboring through workouts and also that he played in the 240 pound range last year at Arkansas. Like, you can have asthma and be in shape. And yes, he ha he has asthma, right? So it's not like he's unable to be productive in the NFL with asthma. But I also think uh, that we have to have good expectations for Traylon Burke to be able to get that under control and be a contributor. There are and, and Austin Huff and I went over this on the Tighten Up podcast yesterday. Dropped at midnight. Go check that out after the show. If you guys, uh, if you guys want to know a little bit more about the situation, we we read off a list of famous athletes that have played with asthma or, or played, swam, ran, whatever it was, what, yeah. whatever their sport was. There were still, you know, some of the world's best athletes of all time played with asthma in the NFL. Emmett Smith, Jerome Bettis, uh, Dak Prescott, it, Michael Phelps had asthma. Christy Yamaguchi, the figure skater, had asthma. There are many and many of Olympians with gold medals that got through it with asthma. A bad example, you know, I give you the good, I've got to give you the bad. Eddie Lacy, 
talk about it. We're talking about how one thing, you know, doesn't necessarily mean he's not out of shape. Just because you have asthma doesn't mean you're out, you can be out of shape, right? It does not exonerate you from being out of shape and overweight. Eddie Lacy had problems with his weight while also having asthma. So it can be both. That's the bad example. But uh, Jerome Bettis, Emmett Smith, a bunch of these dudes, Michael Phelps. Troy Palomalu, apparently, too. Ramon Foster said that earlier this week, too. There's a bunch of success stories with guys that have asthma. It's not an end-all, be-all. And the only place where I would think that, you know, being short of breath or having asthma would come into play is in altitude. Going to Denver, playing in Mexico City. You've got Denver at home this year for the Titans. You don't go to Mexico City, so you're not playing in extreme altitude where that thin air, you know, is, is hard to suck down. So it, it, it's been done before. It will be done again. The asthma is not going to, you know, be the reason why Traylon Burks doesn't live up to the hype if he doesn't. So it, I think it's important to know one. And now that we know it, I, I think we can kind of, Cool our jets, right? You, you know, pump the brakes on this stuff. But look, and, and I'm not sitting here saying he's going to suck because he's got asthma. I disagree. I, I so I'm going to read some comments. George says, "Yeah, if he's gained some weight, that can make the asthma worse." In his personal experience, uh, uh, Nate says, "You have an, a tree in your backyard. You're allergic to Austin. It's your kryptonite." Yeah, and you know, I, I also heard by listening to Blaine and Mickey something I learned is that Nashville has the most uh, wide variety of of plant species in the United States and all that different pollen plus being in a bowl around the Cumberland plateau means that the pollen doesn't circulate out of our atmosphere. It just keeps circulating in it. So there's some, uh, some crazy, uh, geography lessons there too. Uh, Omar says I have asthma and it's seasonal football season is better than baseball and basketball. Spring is the worst, which we're in spring slash summer right now. That's that's an interesting comment because we are in the thick of this, right? So maybe by the time fall rolls around, it it, it gets a little better. Maybe we're just seeing asthma at its worst with Traylon Burks. And I don't want to make excuses for him because he is out of shape. Uh, yeah, both can be true. He has asthma. That's something he will deal with, something he's been dealing with. And also he was not in good enough shape to be able to get out there and go. Now, here's something I disagree with from Jay on Facebook. And Jay watches the show all the time. So respect Jay. But he says this. I don't think they, the Titans, were hiding anything. They told you guys what was going on when they wanted you to know, not when you guys want to know. So. Let's address that comment with our first question to everybody because this is the story, not the fact that Traylon Burks has asthma. They will get beyond that. He will be able to get his asthma under control. Mike Rabel said he's very confident that he'll be able to do that and get back to it. But I think the bigger story is what the Titans themselves turn this into. So here's the question. Did the Titans protect or hurt Traylon Burks by hiding his asthma for nearly a month? Did the Titans protect or hurt Traylon Burks by hiding his asthma for nearly a month? So we'll get to your comments here in a second, which I'm very curious to see which way you guys go in the chat here. And also curious what Jack has to say. But first, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or heading out there uh, and WilsonCountyHyundai.com is also their website. We were out there on Friday, Zach and I were, and they brought in a new truckload of cars, right? New inventory on the lot Friday in the mid-morning. 
So they've got inventory for you to go check out your new vehicle. It is a tough time to buy a new car or a used car these time uh, th these days, but you got to go somewhere where you can trust that you can get the best deal for you, for your family, for whatever your situation is. Hyundai's got a great brand, guys. Uh, they're not going to be that expensive compared to other big brands, but they've got state-of-the-art technology that goes along with the luxury brands. So check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. There are deals and then there are steals. Download the BetMGM app. Use code A to Z200. It's a special promo code for you new users. Put in that code ATOZ200. Put a $10 money line wager down on the NBA Finals Game 3 tonight between the Warriors and the Celtics, and you'll win $200 when either team hits a three-point shot in that game. A to Z200. Put a $10 money line wager down on the NBA Finals. Whatever team you pick doesn't matter. You'll turn that $10 into $200 when either team hits a three-point shot. You've got Steph Curry. You've got Klay Thompson. You've got Jordan Poole. You've got Andrew Wiggins on one side. You've got Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum. Even Grant Williams has been stroking threes during the playoffs. Tennessee Vols fans, I know you love to see it. So don't forget that code, A to Z, 200, for a $10 Moneyline wager on the finals to turn to 200 bucks when one three-pointer is made tonight. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued as knowledgeable free bets or site credit. Free bets expiring seven days. For public game of support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Jack, the question right now is, did the Titans protect or hurt Traylon Burks by hiding his asthma for nearly a month? So I'll just set the timeline up. So everybody can kind of understand this. And then Jack, I'm going to send you the comment section. The Titans protect him or hurt him by hiding his asthma for nearly a month because the first day of rookie uh, minicamp when Burks was doubled over laboring through the first drill of practice after his first rep, that's when we saw the inhaler. That's when we saw him really struggling to get through. That's when he could not finish practice. And then it's gone through that. So that was Friday, May 13th. On that day, we've seen Traylon Burks at Saturday's rookie minicamp the next day, plus the next two weeks at OTAs with the veterans. And then yesterday, he was not out there at practice. So the same day that Rob Moore spilled the beans, uh, he was not out there. So Jack, I'm going to send you the comments. Do people think the Titans hurt him or protected him by hiding this asthma? Well, Steven thinks they protected him. Jimbo says neither. Kalen says they hurt because there were a lot of assumptions being made. Drake says protect. Mark Jones says the Titans are going to protect their guys. That's Rabel's style. You're right about that. But that, the, no, that's what they're going to go out to do. Like I believe the intentions by the Titans were to protect. I don't care about intentions right now. I want to know, Mark, the result. The result, now that we know, did the Titans actually protect him or did they hurt him? Yogi thinks that the media threw the kid under the bus, so he's going with neither. Neither. That's ridiculous. Um, ben says, I think they were trying to protect, protect him until the media pressure made it impossible to do so. Anymore. Well, the media pressure, it's what, like, the media pressure is the fact that this is the guy they traded away A.J. Brown for, and he looks out of shape. He can't get through practices, so the media is asking logical uh, questions of why and no answer that we got for weeks. Mm -hmm. so the, some of the chats turning the gun on the media. Okay, Eric Castillo, yeah. uh, Eric Castillo says protect. Lou Man, neither. Caleb, neither. Um, be neither. Jerry says that hurt him. So does Jordan. Derek R says they protected him. Uh, Malachi, hurt. Mark, protect. 
it's back and forth here. They wanted to protect him, but but hurt his media image in the process. That's an interesting comment from Nate John. Honky Tonk says hurt. Neither says Maserati Mac. Jimbo again with neither. Um, Will Dotson, they hurt him in the process of trying to protect him. So that's the second time we've seen a comment like yeah. that. Um, Hunter Morgan says protect. Chris says hurt. Ethan says hurt. Xavier says hurt. Titans Kyle says hurt. Uh, George says hurt. Tighten up says hurt. Deborah says hurt. A lot of hurts rolling in. Yeah, so in Idaho, Spud says y'all are throwing it out of proportion. I mean, we're not because here's what I know, right? Here's what I know. When I took the video of rookie minicamp of Burks doubled over after the first rep and I played it out how it happened in that video, I, I said Traylon Burks in his first day of rookie minicamp could not get through the first drill and had to go inside before practice was over, right? That's what happened. That is fact. That video has over 1 million views on social media. It's got over half a million on Facebook. It's got over a quarter million on TikTok. It's got like 37,000 thousand on Instagram and God knows how many views on Twitter, right? So what would the reaction have been if the Titans had just said Traylon Burks was dealing with asthma today and he had a bad reaction being out there uh, in the first time on the field in a new city? then everybody in the Titans media would have been like, okay. It's, because you know what? I asked several media members yesterday, how hard was that? How hard was it to say that? And what would you, what, how would you, I asked Rex Road, asked Teresa Walker. I asked Brayden Gall. I asked Emily Proud. I'm going to think who else I talked to. I asked Teron Davenport. Everybody was like, yeah, we it wouldn't have become a thing for a month. If the first time, that anybody that Vrabel was asked about Traylon Burks, if Vrabel would have said he had an asthma flare up today, first time in Nashville, we're working through it, trying to get his medicine changed so you know he can handle it better. He's been dealing with it the last, you know, his college career. You know, we'll take care of it. Then everybody would have would have said, sounds good. But that's not what happened. So what happens? That video that had a million social media views with no explanation that leads to ever, all of you guys having comments in the comment section of he's fat. He's a bust already. He's all this, he's that, or it doesn't matter. It's just may like, there's a bunch of comments to those things too. But if that, if that video said Traylon Burks had an asthma flare up in his first uh, rookie minicamp with the Titans, Titans said they're working through it. It would have been so much different. It wouldn't have got a million views. It would have gotten a lot less. Mm -hmm. So transparency, I think helps. Traylon Burks in this situation. And and for those of you that, that do say that it's the media's fault, and I, and I like to play down the middle here, even when we're talking about the media, because it's the media's job to, to show you guys what's going on. You guys can't be there. So it's the media's job to show you what's happening at practice. And on Traylon, Traylon Burks' first day of practice, you're telling me you don't want to see a video of Traylon Burks running around on the practice field? That's why they click, yeah. because everyone is interested in that. Now, you see on, on his first day at rookie minicamp that he was having trouble breathing, going through drills, and, and that's okay if you just say right then and there, he's got asthma, we're working through it, we're figuring out how to manage it. You know, he had it at Arkansas, they did a good job with him. He, that obviously didn't hurt him in college, so it shouldn't hurt him in the NFL, but while we've got him right now, we're going to learn how to manage this thing. And when you see the video of Traylon Burks, you're telling me at home that you guys who are saying that it's the media's fault. You you guys don't want to know 
why he's leaving drills early, why he's bent over, why he looks out of shape. Once you see that video, you ask that question. Well, why is he that way? What's wrong with Traylon Burks? And, and now you finally have that answer. But for the longest time, the Titans were trying to protect Traylon Burks. They were trying to keep that in-house. They were It was Traylon Burks' deal, and they were going to figure out how to work with it. Once they did, I'm sure it would have came, came out now. Now it does. Um, whether or not they wanted Traylon Burks to be the guy who addresses it. What I found most interesting about this mm-hmm. is that it wasn't Mike Vrabel answering this question. It was Titans wide receiver coach Rob Moore. Rob Moore, who's with Traylon Burks every rep at practice, mm-hmm. knows how many cameras are around him, knows just how big of a deal this has turned into. And so to protect his own guy, his rookie, and hopefully the, the face of this franchise for years to come, he came out and, and, and got the pressure off Traylon Burks' back, got the media to back off for a little bit because the, the media was making assumptions because they didn't have anything to go off of. The media is not making exum- assumptions. The well, media they didn't have is, anything else it, to well, go here's off. the thing. The media initially, because like everybody, like not everybody, a lot of fans look at the media as people who are trying to stir stuff up that doesn't need to be stirred up. The media tells what they see. Observations, right? Why we go to practice is for observations. Here's an observation I had yesterday. Des Fitzpatrick continues to have a good offseason, right? That's good. He's doing a good job getting open, creating separation on his routes. You know, I think that's a good thing, right? There's an observation for you. I saw that at practice yesterday. Josh Malone also looks like he's doing some good things at practice. That's good. That's an observation. So the observation that I had is that Traylon Burks could not make it through the first drill of rookie minicamp. That's an observation. That's not controversy. That's not an assumption. That's fact. That's what happened. Now the media has the opportunity to go ask, hey, what happened here? And if there's an answer given, then the media will share that answer. Like that's not that it's not that difficult. It's not rocket science either. Yeah. And let's go ahead and, and get to the question too, because I, while I do think the Titans were trying to protect him, I think like a couple of you guys said in trying to protect Traylon Burks, they actually hurt him just because, you know, this asthma deal is not a big deal if you say that up front, but, but now, now you say it and people are like, huh, well, it doesn't look like it's just asthma. He may be a little, a little out of shape as well. And that's fine because, you know, the draft process for Traylon Burks was a busy time. He didn't have a whole lot of time to train. So he's finally getting his legs back under him. And we're seeing that slowly, but surely. And again, it is just early June, right? So he's got a lot of time before actual mini camp starts up or, or excuse me, training camp starts up. So I, I think that the Titans did hurt him, but I don't think it was in a malicious way. I, I think they, their their heart was in the right place, right? Their, their, their brain was in the right place with this. But by letting people just make assumptions for weeks, really a month, uh, nearly a month, I mean, that's not fair to Traylon Burks because people aren't going to assume that he has asthma, right? People are going to assume that he's just overweight, out of shape, didn't work once he got drafted, kind of mailed it in. People are going to make these assumptions, which we've seen, by the way, in comments, in posts, in tweets. So we, we know that there are those thoughts out there. But if they had just cleared this up early, I don't think it would have been a big deal. I think Titans media, Titans fans would have been more patient with him, yeah. even though the expectations are high for Burks this Look, season. I, I'll say this again, because there were – Mike Vrabel spoke to the media three times between Burks's rookie minicamp performance when the asthma flared up and – Yes, before yesterday. 
before, so three times between the first time Burks on the practice field and Rob Moore saying he had asthma. Three times Rabel spoke. Traylon Burks spoke once, and Traylon Burks answered and said, uh, when asked about the inhaler, you guys can ask Mike Vrabel about that. So what did the media do? We went and asked Mike Vrabel about that, and Vrabel basically skirted the answer and didn't, didn't really answer it. So that was the third time. So there's been plenty of opportunity for that. And so um, I just think lack of transparency forces speculation. Right, because the fans want to know why, the media wants to know why, and if we're told why, then everybody chills out. Right? If there's a valid reason for something happening, then nobody's going to be speculating on, oh, this guy's not going to cut it, or I can't believe AJ Brown actually got traded for this, and all that kind of stuff. So, and again, uh, rude boy coming in here on uh, YouTube saying A to Z is the biggest frauds in Tennessee media, pathetic. I mean, I don't know how you can say that because we're there every time the Titans do something and have multiple people there every time the Titans are doing some type of availability and we're putting out content all across every platform that nobody else is doing either. So I don't know how we are frauds. Yeah, we're helping watching, give Ruth, you guys more content. Thanks for watching. But, uh, yeah. you know, another interesting dynamic of this is that Traylon Burks is new to Vrabel, is new to all of these guys. They're getting to know each other on a professional level. And Rabel with veterans keeps his cards close to his vest with injury stuff. And uh, I guess illness, ailment, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so so maybe he just didn't know how to handle it. It's a new player. He's, it's no, an important player. Rabel is smart. And I'm not saying that he's not smart. I'm just saying that maybe there, there were some questions on, should Burks be the one to say this? Should I be the one to say this? Am I out of place for saying this? And that's why we hear from Rob Moore, who – spends the most time out of any coach with Traylon Burks, who's probably sat down with him is like, look, man, is it okay if we just come out with this? It's not a big deal. People aren't going to give you, you know, flack, but that doesn't mean like we, like we started the topic with, that doesn't mean that he's also not out of shape, right? He can yes. be out of shape with asthma, which is what I believe the situation is right now. Yeah. So let's get to this next conversation about Traylon Burks. Cause I think this is a positive one. And like the title of the show says, I think this comment is more important than the asthma uh, comment there. Because again, I truly feel like Traylon Brooks will get his asthma under control and that will be fine. Like I am not concerned that Traylon Brooks has asthma. NFL players have dealt and played through asthma for decades. It's not in technology and medical technology is just getting better, right? Medicine's getting better. So I've, I'm fine with that. That is not a red flag in my opinion, but uh, Rob Moore did uh, answer several questions about Traylon Burks uh, yesterday besides the asthma conversation and talked about week one expectations. So we'll play this video here in a second and ask if Rob Moore's expectations for Traylon Burks in week one or fair are fair or foul. So we'll play that video from Rob Moore here in a second. We're real quick. Let me tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need health coverage. You probably don't know how much you're paying for your health coverage right now. Well, I can say this because uh, I know what Zach went through. Farm Bureau Health Plans helped him save 20% a month on his health coverage. And he got better rates too and better coverage. His deductible is so much lower. His benefits are so much better <clears throat> with Farm Bureau Health Plans than what he was using previously back in 2021. So you can go check out Farm Bureau Health Plans 
fbhp.com slash atoz that's fbhp.com slash atoz there's several ways you can get involved <clears throat> you can walk into 200 plus locations across the state you can zoom you can phone call whatever it might be email they'll get in touch with you and you can get a better cheaper plan for your health coverage at fbhp.com slash atoz where are my fellow degenerates at in the chat today drop a money bag emoji if you're a degen with me We've got a promo code on BetMGM for tonight. BetMGM, as you guys know, is the king of sportsbooks. For new users, use code A to Z200, A-T-O-Z-200. Put $10 on the money line for either the Celtics or the Warriors tonight, and that $10 turns into $200 when one team hits a three-pointer. Oh, and by the way, you can still win the money line wager bet, and that count for your balance as well. So $10 on the money line, whichever team you want to bet tonight. The Celtics are at home, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Warriors. $10 on the money line turns into $200 when a three-pointer is made. There's going to be a three-pointer made in like the first 30 seconds of that game with these <laughs> with the shooters on these teams. They're handing you 200 bucks. Take advantage of it. Download the BetMGM app. Use our code A to Z200 and turn $10 into $200 in tonight's NBA Finals. All right, so Rob Moore was asked several questions yesterday about uh, Traylon Burks, and this video from Jim Wyatt goes through several of Rob Moore's answers. We're going to focus – on the week one expectation answer from Rob Moore. But I, I didn't want to play the entire clip because Rob Moore has a lot of good, positive things to say about the Titans' first-round pick. It's been great. It has. It's been great. Uh, you know, I think you know, at, at, at the end of the day, um, he's doing everything he can to uh, make sure he shortens that learning curve and, and to be available for this team. Well, it's a process, you know, I think, um, you know, and throughout that process, we're fortunate enough to have a bunch of veterans that, that uh, understand the culture. Um, and, and these guys understand when they get here, they, either, they have to fit into that culture. And, and uh, they learn pretty quickly what the expectations are and, and how to immerse themselves in it. Um, to be a contributor. Um, I don't, you don't want to put the pressure on him of saying he's going to be a starter and all those things, but I expect him to be. A yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited uh, about training and, and what he's going to be able to bring to this football team. He just has to get himself healthy and and, um, and be able to show everybody out here on the field, you know, what he's capable of. So overall, you know, 50 seconds of positivity from Rob Moore about Traylon Burks, but what we're going to focus on here is when he was asked about week one expectations for Burks and Rob Moore says he expects him to be a contributor. He's not going to put pressure on him to be a starter or anything, but he expects him to be a contributor. So Jack, I'll just throw it out there. Are Rob Moore's expectations for Traylon Burks fair or foul? To be a contributor, right? So again, this is a first round draft pick, wide receiver, week one. We know the situation. The Titans have a high expectation for this for this football team this season, and you're replacing somebody um, that was really, really effective in AJ Brown. Rob Moore's expectations for Traylon Burks to be a contributor, in my opinion, is foul. Um, not and, only and not again, not adding pressure to be a starter, right? Yes, not yeah. The expectations for Traylon Burks were set on draft night. When you trade A.J. Brown and then take Traylon Burks to fill that spot, and it's unfair to Burks, right? He's a rookie. He should he, you know, he should have his time to learn and to adjust and, and everything like that, uh, you know, adjust to the NFL speed, everything like that. But 
to just be a contributor, no. Traylon Burks has to be the number one wide receiver for the Titans. You know, by, by next season. One? No, no, by, 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 by like next season. No, we're I talking mean, about week one. This is just week one because that's what Rob Traylon Moore was Burks, answering. Week one. If he's not going to be number one for week one, he's he's got to be at least number two for week one. So if we're talking about not being, you know, not putting pressure on him to be a starter. Who's going to start over Traylon Burks? I mean, I love Nick Westbrook-Akine as much as the next guy, right? <laughs> Probably a little the more than the, next, more guy. the next guy. More than the next guy, yes. But Traylon Burks has to be at least the number two for the Titans in week one. They drafted this guy. They got to hit the ground running on, on that offensive side of the ball. And Traylon Burks, the number two behind a guy who's coming off an ACL injury. So he may even need to be number one by week one. I mean, seriously, who knows how long it's going to take Robert Woods to get back to that level. I mean, it, by the way, his recovery looks like it's going very well which is exciting for Titans fans. But the, the expectations for Traylon Burks, uh, rookies, rookie wide receivers aren't just rookies anymore, right? We After Jamar Chase, after Jalen Waddell, after all these guys, Justin Jefferson, come through the NFL and dominate in their rookie season. Not just succeed, but dominate. Like, put themselves in the top 10 conversation immediately. The expectations for rookie wide receivers are a lot higher than they were five years ago. So for Traylon Burks to come in and just be a contributor and not put pressure on him to be a starter – I think that's foul. I think we got to have a little uh, – set a higher bar for the 18th overall pick in the first round, the guy that the Titans chose to replace A.J. Brown with. And I, maybe you guys don't like to hear that in the chat, not replacing A.J. Brown, but that's literally what the Titans brought him in to do. We're I, talking – yeah, we're talking – production somewhere. Week one expectations for Traylon Burks uh, in Nissan Stadium hosting the New York Giants. MB. These are wide receivers with good starting quarterbacks. Jalen Waddell had two a tongue of Iloa throwing ducks to him all season. I, I, that's not an excuse. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins—you you can put them on the same level. I know that Cousins I, had a I good think, year last year, but I think uh, I will say I think Rob Moore's comments were fair about this. So yeah, I disagree with your answer, but I think your best your best argument point is. If Traylon Burks isn't a starter against the Giants, who is? Right? That is your best argument on why you would think this is foul. Because I let I'll just I'll just you know open the book a little bit here. Yesterday at OTAs, Traylon Burks was not out there at practice, and Robert Woods is still working his way back from an ACL. I think I think everything looks really, really good when it comes to Robert Woods being ready to roll in September when the Giants do come to Nashville, right? So that's good but he's not there yet, right? So when the Titans are doing contact drills and Robert Woods is not participating because he's still coming back from the injury, out there you've got NWI and you've got a rotation of Dez Fitzpatrick and uh, and Josh Malone uh, as your top two receivers. That's, like the guy who couldn't make good. the team last year as a rookie. Yeah, exactly. And Dez and Josh Malone, who was out of the league last year, like again, that's just how thin they are, and, and that's we, uh, that's without Woods and without Burks available, right? So your point on not being a starter but be a contributor, and somebody asked what happened to Racing Math. Racing Math, I don't know what the injury is, but whenever they go contact or full team drills, they have injury guys put on yellow pennies, like used to wearing gym class dodgeball or something. And they put those yellow pennies on for non-contact. So that's Robert Woods, Christian Fulton, who had shoulder surgery, Caleb Farley, who has the ACL. Uh, Racy McMath is wearing one too. I don't know what McMath is dealing with, but he is. 
And so uh, that's – but McMath is a not – he's a project receiver. But again, like, I think it's fair, though, to be a contributor because the thing about the wide receiver position is that it is a rotational position. Sure, you would like your number one guy to be out there 75% of the snaps because that makes you better. But I think week one – like, what was A.J. Brown week one against the Browns in 2019? They had Mariota throwing to him. I think that was a different Yeah, time. but he also – but he also uh, – was he a starter? Like, I, I mean, he was working a lot with the twos at this point, A.J. was. But I also understand that A.J. Being, was a 51 overall and Burke is 18 overall. Saying that Burks should be a contributor is so vague. And by the way, I don't think Rob Moore misspoke here. No, I, I think, I, that I think it's fair. He's doing best to kind of cool everyone off Traylon Burks. Because expectations on draft night might have changed from where, to where they are now with him, you know, missing reps and, and drills and now the asthma stuff coming out. So, I, so I, I think that, you know, those expectations, while they have kind of died down a, at least a little bit, you know, you still expect a lot from your first round pick in a rookie season where you've got a shot to win the division for a second straight year, right? Traylon Burks is going to be a, a key part to the Titans season in 2022. There's no doubt about it. But what does being a contributor means, right? right like so he, NWI is a contributor. Sure. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll say Hilliard's a contributor. All right. Here, here's how I'll put it. If the Titans beat the Giants and Traylon Burks converts three first downs, has 50 ish yards receiving, and the Titans Seth. win, do, do you Seth. give it, do you give a damn if he started? No. 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 Right. That's, that's, that's my point. Okay, it's like, it, that's fair because 50 yards a game is going to add up to be like 950 yards a game. Yeah, or it's 950 like 50, yards a 58, season. I think, is the number with 17 games to break a thousand, right? Which is not asking a ton, it's asking to stay healthy more than it is asking to produce every game. So, again, I think, yeah, and Nate says Brown nearly had 100 yards against the Browns. Yeah, yeah, he had like 92 or 91 yards against the Browns in his debut. But did he start? Down. Was he a starter? Does anybody remember if he started? I don't know. Like I I'd have to imagine he probably was out there for the first snap of the game. Uh, you'd have to imagine that. Uh, it, it, and, and Jay no, says, and that wins. Austin would be contributing. I agree. So yeah. that's why I think Rob Moore's expectations for, for week one are totally fair. He expects yeah, Traylon yeah. Burks to be a contributor in the offense. And, and I don't want to get it twisted. I'm not ex- My expectations for Traylon Burks aren't 100 yards eight catches and three touchdowns in week one, right? Uh, now, do I hope that he'll have a game or two mixed along uh, in the season next year like, like that? Yes, of course. I think you, you want to see that out of your first-round pick. And I saw a comment earlier that Waddle didn't really explode. 100 yard, hundred catches for 1,000 yards, that's exploding. Now, I don't need that out of Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks doesn't have to catch 100 balls. No. He doesn't even have to go for 1,000 yards. I mean, Corey Davis's rookie season was probably his best season with the Titans. No, his, uh, his last his his last season was by far his best season with the Titans. Yeah, well, either, either way. Corey Davis missed like six games yards. with a hamstring in the middle of his rookie year. He neither, had a good opening maybe, game. Maybe it was the second year, but either way. Uh, neither of He never hit 1,000 yards, and Traylon Burks doesn't have to hit 1,000 yards. It's not a failure if he doesn't get to 1,000 yards. This year. Right? This year, right? So – my expectations for Burks are still high. Uh, you, you were drafted in the first round. The, the expectation is not fair, but you've got more pressure now that A.J. Brown is gone. You're drafted. You think you're coming in to play on the on the same side as A.J. Brown. He gets shipped off. Now you're filling his shoes, which is a terrible spot to be in if you're a rookie. And I, I, I feel bad for Traylon Burks because that's not he didn't he can't control that. So the expectations for him to be a contributor week one, yes, absolutely. At the at the bare minimum, he has to contribute in week one. So, uh, so again, you say foul, you want higher expect, you would prefer the first round pick to start week one at wide receiver. I get that. I'm not, 
I just think what Rob Moore said was totally fair. So but, you're going foul, which is fine. Okay, well, let me ask you this, Austin. Were your expectations when, on draft night when Traylon Burks was drafted, when we were doing the draft show together, w- were your expectations for him not for him to start week one, to start immediately? Like, I mean, Traylon, yeah, Traylon he was going to have to have a project. Traylon Burks is not a work in progress. Traylon Burks dominated in the SEC. Well, right, right now, right now he's a work in progress. Well, conditioning issue, yes. All right, so let's 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 move on. I, I do have a hard out. Got to run. Got a meeting at nine thirty, so got to be quick. And we know uh, that sports trivia is not exactly quick, but we need everybody. We've got a ten question quiz. Then we're going to go through our Tuesday slash Wednesday sports trivia here on a Wednesday. We threw shade yesterday, but time for sports trivia. We have one rule: no googling. But we've got ten questions, multiple choice answers, I believe. Uh, for our Tuesday slash Wednesday sports trivia. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to turn to, know who to trust to get back to health. The rehab facility is fantastic there in Franklin. Also have satellite campuses in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville for your convenience. So check them out right there at boneandjointtn.org. Yes, check these guys out at BetMGM. They are the king of sports books. Use our code, promo code A to Z200 for you new users. If you're switching sports books, if you're getting into sports gambling, download the BetMGM app, use promo code A to Z200, and put a $10 money line wager on either NBA team in action tonight. We've got the finals. It's game three, Boston and Golden State. Whichever team you decide to bet on, put that $10 money line wager down and turn that into $200 when either team hits a three-point shot in the game. There are going to be plenty of threes. It's going to be raining threes in Boston tonight. So, <laughs> excuse me, download the BetMGM app, use that promo code A to Z200, turn $10 into $200 when a single three-pointer is made in the game tonight. A to Z200 on BetMGM. Don't you forget it. Tuesday Sports Trivia on a Wednesday is brought to you every week by Brentwood Imprint, your brand on literally anything at BrentwoodImprint.com. Seriously, if you want to enhance uh, your brand with promotional products, whether it's gear that you wear, office supplies, whatever it might be, you can enhance and elevate your business with BrentwoodImprint.com. They are locally owned and operated. So if you're going to do this, go local. Don't just go national brand. They don't care about you. But Charles and his company absolutely do at BrentwoodImprint.com. So if you also, if you're an employee and you want your employer to give you more swag and more uh, branded materials, tell them to go, hey, BrentwoodImprint.com. Heard it on A to Z. You should do that. BrentwoodImprint.com. They do fantastic work here on Sports Trivia on a Wednesday. So, uh, Jack, we've got 10 questions. All SEC football, ready? Beautiful. Beautiful. So, but this, uh, it goes all over the place, right? So it's old, it's new, it's all that kind of stuff here for our Tuesday sports trivia on a Wednesday. Uh, but the main rule, no Googling. <clears throat> all right. Question number one, from the inception of the SEC in 1933, To the end of the 20th century, which university won the most SEC championships? Is it Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, or Georgia? One more time. Give me the time span. 
from the inception of 1933, basically until the 2000s, which university won the most SEC championships? Uh, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, or Georgia? Alabama before Bear Bryant was pretty bad, right? And after. I, I think it Florida was terrible before Steve Spurrier in 1990. Yeah, Tennessee and, and they the Vols it's, fans love to I, live in this in this century. They love they love to talk about the 1900s. I think it's I think it's definitely Alabama. You do? Yeah. Man, I was leaning kind of Tennessee. Um, okay. Well, if you they got Bear Bryant, you and know, this this is football, not all sports. It's just yeah. Football. No, I know, I know. Yeah, just c- c- clarifying that. Well, the, the chat's so split: Georgia, Florida, Bama, Tennessee, Georgia. It's not Florida. Florida it's Bama, not Florida. Georgia. I, I know for a fact it's not Florida. I feel pretty good. Uh, and I'm, my, this is all this entire quiz is SEC football. Just so you know, I think it's I think it's Alabama. Okay, then let's let, let's go. I, I mean, the chat's pretty split here. We do see some Alabamas coming in. Stacy Willis, we see you, Stacy Wills. That is. So let's go ahead and lock it in. Final answer. Right. Final uh, we'll know um, all of the answers after the end. So we'll take the quiz and then we'll go through the, the full answers at the end. All right. In 1992, the conference expanded from 10 teams to 12 by adding which two schools? You know this? What year was it? 1992. Who did they add to expand? Ar- Arkansas probably is one. Arkansas is one, yeah. Who is the other? You know, Ar- you know it? I mean, one. I know it. Let me think. Arkansas, who else would it be? I'm trying to think. South Carolina. Yeah. Where were they before, I wonder? Uh, Arkansas and South Carolina. Well, if you know it, then let's go yeah, ahead and give the Arkansas. Final. I was just saying if you if you had it. Arkansas, South Carolina. All right. Question three. Which of these teams was not an original member of the SEC? <clears throat> Clemson, Georgia Tech, Tulane, or Auburn? Which of these teams was not an original member of the SEC? Clemson, Georgia Tech, Tulane, Auburn. Was Cle- Clemson was never SEC. No. And Tulane, Tulane was, was. Auburn's always been. Yeah. And Georgia Tech was as well. I, I know that Tulane is because some of my Tennessee friends, they make fun of my Vanderbilt fandom by saying that Tulane and Sewanee have more football championships than Vandy does. And it hurts. It stings every time they say it. Because it. It, it is true, yes. It is also true, sadly. So, yeah, Clemson. Let's lock in Clemson. Clemson. Clemson's the answer there. Okay, <clears throat> okay question four. The 1997 SEC championship was won by the Tennessee Volunteers by a score of 30 to 29 on a long touchdown pass by Peyton Manning. Which team from the SEC West did Tennessee beat to win the title? You should you should know this, right? This is if we go Vols, you got to be the Vols guy. So I know in '98, the following year, they beat Mississippi State. I I'm honestly cloudy on who they beat in 97 it's either i think it's arkansas uh arkansas lsu mississippi state or auburn i'm pretty sure it's arkansas but we're getting a lot of auburn auburn answers oh auburn's on a roll Uh uh-oh mark and kwani kwanye how do you say that arkansas says david though it's definitely not old miss i feel like i don't think when I was seven, I was seven years old. That was kind of cloudy, right? Mm-hmm. The The next year was a lot more clear. So we're split Arkansas and Auburn. <clears throat> Man, the chat may be the deciding factor here. Let's. I think we got to go Auburn then. Yeah. I don't trust myself. Yeah, we've right. got a lot of Auburns rolling up. Question five. <clears throat> Who did Alabama beat 
to win the first SEC championship game in 1992. Wasn't here. I was actually negative four years old by the time. God, you're so young. The options are Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, or Georgia. I think it's Florida. Kentucky surely doesn't sound right. Who did Alabama beat in the first SEC championship game in 1992? So, so you're going Florida. The other three answers are At Kentucky, Tennessee, or Georgia. Tennessee and Georgia. We we got we got Florida. Alabama beat yeah, Florida. Yeah, I think it's Florida. Tony, Florida, Scott, Florida. All right, we'll lock in Florida. All right, we're six, question six. Which university won three SEC championships in a row between 1980 and 1982? I think this is Georgia. So the options are Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, LSU. I think it's Georgia because I'm pretty sure Georgia won the national championship in 1980. Was and that so Vince that, Dooley? Yeah, Vince Dooley. Uh I don't think I think this might have been pre-Herschel. <clears throat> Florida. We, we've got Florida. I'm pretty sure Bendy, it's Georgia. Scott saying Georgia. Okay, let's lock in Georgia. Final A to Z. All right. Who won three SEC championships between 1987 and 1989? Tennessee, Florida, LSU, or Auburn? Um, you think Tennessee's ever won three straight? No. Not in the modern day. I think this one's Auburn because I do not think LSU was not great. This was right before Florida got good with Spurrier and I'm taking Tennessee out. I think it's Auburn. So three championships from 87 to 89. How do you say fair? And that's probably not the right way to say it. There's LSU. I'm pretty sure it's Auburn. Auburn. From Jimbo Auburn from Stacy, let's go Auburn. I thought we we've been getting a lot of Auburn answers here. Okay. Question number eight. In the first decade of the SEC championship game between 1992 and 2002, the West sent five different teams to the SEC championship. Which team did not make it at least once? I feel like the answer lies in Mississippi. <laughs> it's one of the two State, LSU, Arkansas, or Ole Miss. So oh, yeah, it's in Mississippi. It's Ole Miss because Mississippi State went in 98 when Tennessee mm. beat them to go to the uh, championship game. So Ole Miss has got to be the answer here. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I I, I, th- I think you're right too. Should have should have been a few years ago, but that fourth and 25 against Arkansas really well. That was this was 92 and 02, so yeah, definitely was, didn't happen. Then. This was a little further down the road. All right, here's a follow up. How many teams from the West actually won the SEC title in its first decade from 92 to 02? How many teams from the West won the SEC title? So we know Alabama's won, right? Mm -hmm. From 92. So we said Alabama won the first one, or they told us that. Yeah. Alabama. Did Auburn win one in that time span early? Auburn LSU beat Tennessee in 2001. Yeah, I remember that. So there's two. Auburn, I believe, won one in maybe like 2000-ish. So three. So it's one, two, three, or four. I don't think it's four. Let's let's say three. Four seems like it's too many. 
Because five went. Five went? Everybody went but Ole Miss. Mississippi State didn't win it. No, they lost to Tennessee. So that's four at the maximum. I think it's I think the answer is three. I do too. Let's go three. LSU, Alabama, and Auburn. So we're going to go three. Okay. Right. Last question. How many SEC teams won the national championship in the 90s? Zero, one, two, or three. So I know it's at least two because Florida won two, Tennessee won one. Mm-hmm. Alabama, I want to say, won one in 1992. Everyone then were on probation. Yeah. Everyone knows the championships before the internet was created don't count anymore. So I've kind of uh, I've kind of erased these titles from my memory. Uh, but Tennessee I think did win that one. You got to give them the credit. They won that one. Uh, so you think it's three, you said? Yeah. Alabama, 92. Florida, 96. Tennessee, and 98. This is 92 to 02, right? No, this is this is the 90s. 90, just the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 90s, three titles? Three titles? Three teams? Three titles? Three teams. Alabama, Florida, and Tennessee. Okay, you sound confident. And Stacy, Stacy and and Theron have been right there with us on all of our answers. So uh and it's also uh the Ron. The Ron Xavier. Okay. All there right, we go. so we are submitting our answers. Tony says three. Let's do it. <clears throat> all right, let's run through these answers pretty quick. Number one, from the inception of 1933 to the 20th century, which school won the most SEC championships. We answered Alabama and Alabama was correct with 21. All right. Tennessee was second with 13 in 1992. The conference expanded from 10 to 12 by adding which two schools we guessed Arkansas and South Carolina. We were correct. Where was South Carolina coming from? Uh, the ACC. Okay. And the Arkansas now the defunct Southwest conference. Okay. Question three, which of these teams was not an original member of the SEC? We answered Clemson. We nailed that one. Uh, so Tulane, Georgia Tech, Swanee uh, were other teams that you mentioned there. Tulane left in ninety in sixty six. Georgia Tech left in sixty four. In nineteen ninety seven, SEC title was won by Tennessee by a score of thirty to twenty nine by a long touchdown pass by Peyton Manning. Which SEC West team did Tennessee beat? We answered Auburn, and we were correct. So I was wrong. Right. I said Arkansas. The chat was right with Auburn. So far, we are 4-0. Who did Alabama beat to win the first SEC championship game in 1992? The chat said Florida, and that was correct. Okay, chat. I see you. Which university won three SEC titles in a row between 1980 and 82? I said Georgia because I knew they won a national title in 80, and it was correct. Georgia rode Herschel Walker to the 19. 1980- 80 national title and three SEC championships. Herschel Walker, um, uh, an aspiring senator, I believe. Yeah. And also some crazy works. person. Oh, uh, number seven, <laughs> who won three SEC titles between 1987 and 1989? We answered Auburn. Pat dies. Auburn Tigers did it. Only one of them was outright, though, in 1987. Okay. Question number eight. In the first decade of the SEC title game between 92 and 2002, the West sent five different teams to the title game, which did not make it at least once. 
We are correct with Ole Miss. So are we eight for eight right now? We are currently eight for eight. Ooh, here we go. Last two. Number nine. How many teams from the West actually won the SEC title from 92 to 02? We guessed three. The correct answer is two. Oh, no. Alabama and LSU. So Auburn did not win an SEC championship game in the first decade of that title game. And final question, how many SEC teams won the national championship in the 90s? I nailed it with the years. Alabama in 92, Florida in 96, Tennessee in 98. To wrap up, 9-1 and one this week. That's pretty in- damn good. You hang that on the fridge in, in the Gentry household. Yeah, 9-1. and one. We'll take it. Good work, chat. Way to pick us up when we didn't know. You guys are very reliable, old faithful, I call it. Yeah, that was a good team effort. Because I I if we went if I I would have missed at least one or two more. Yeah, so. that was that was fun. It's always fun when we when we dominate a, a little trivia on a Wednesday, too. It's like Tuesday night football, trivia on a Wednesday. Just doesn't right. make so sense. we are we are fun. currently at 74% correct through seven weeks. So that's pretty good. That's awesome. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. SEC just means more correct answers to Mark Jones. <laughs> Boom. There you go, Mark. I'm going to get a late one. Yeah, we will wrap it up on that. Love of the show from Mark Jones. SEC just means more correct answers. Love that. All right. We'll see you guys uh, later on. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. and We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always. Tighten up pod with Jim Wyatt out.